Hey there, game changers and go-getters. Welcome to another episode of the Thinking Big Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Osborne. And today, we're gonna have a profound conversation with Andy Storch, an expert in career development and personal growth. And we are talking about the nuances of owning your career in life, exploring the transformative journey of self-discovery and the pursuit of fulfillment beyond conventional success metrics. Today is a treasure trove of insights for anyone aspiring to take control of their professional path and live a life aligned with their true desires. Whether you're in the corporate world or carving your own path, this episode is packed with insights that will challenge you to think bigger and bolder. So adjust your headphones, grab a notepad, and let's unlock the secrets to transforming your professional landscape. Welcome to the Thinking Big Podcast with Sean Osborne, the show helping you think bigger into your life and potential. Sean believes by equipping you with the tools, strategies, and philosophies required to be successful in all aspects of your life, you can achieve anything you believe in. Empowering our own growth makes a deeply positive and lasting impact on our lives, community, and our world. Now, here's Sean. Joining us today is a man who embodies the spirit of taking charge and living life to its fullest. Andy Storch is an author, a consultant, a coach, speaker, and a powerhouse of inspiration. Andy is on a mission to get the most out of life and inspire others to do the same. He is the brains behind the transformative book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, a guide that empowers professionals to step up and steer their future away from drifting uncertainties. Currently living his dream life in Barcelona with his family, Andy's purpose is very clear to love, support, and make a profound impact and inspire people to seize control and live with intention. So buckle up as we dive into a conversation with a man who's redefining what it means to own your career and your life. So let's give a warm thinking big welcome to Andy Storch. Welcome to the show. Yeah, Sean, thank you so much. Uh, I've been following your work for a while. You've been doing a lot of great stuff out there. Uh, what you're doing with the podcast is is fantastic. I'm honored that you're having me on. And when you say it's taken us a while to do this, I, it's 100% because I keep you know having scheduling challenges. Uh, recently moved, as you mentioned, and we can talk about that. Uh, but I'm glad we're able to get this together. And one of the things I think about sometimes when these things happen, it's like, oh, I want to do this, but it gets put off. And I wish I could do it sooner, but it ends up happening later is that it almost ends up being better the longer you wait to do it anyway. And you and I actually got a chance to meet in person last week. And so now I think this this conversation is even better than it would have been before. There's multiple reasons why I really wanted to get you on on the podcast. One, because I know you're going to add tremendous value to the people that are on listening with us right now. But I've spent the last, I'd say, 30 plus years managing people both from managing my own career and then also the responsibility of managing my team's careers. And I think it's such a huge thing uh, that you teach within your, uh, within your book. Here it is. There's your book. Own your it career, is. own your life. So it's a fantastic book, but it's right up my alley of things that, that I'm passionate about because I've spent so much time in there. And I've seen so many people do it wrong. <laughs> And you know where I'm going. <laughs> I, I have so uh, again. So glad to have you uh, have you on the on the podcast. And one of the trends that I've been seeing, I'd say over the last five years, maybe a little bit longer, uh, within the, you know the teams that I ran, and also especially since COVID, especially since then, is the new. I see the new goal 
of people that what they say wealthy, you know, I want to be wealthy, but the new goal is not necessarily moving into big houses and nice cars now. I see so many people saying, yeah, I want to be I want to be wealthy, happy, healthy, wealthy, you know, financially abundant, whatever you whatever wealth means to you. But the goal now seems to be more towards time freedom, more towards mm-hmm. uh, freedom of where you want to go, where you want to be living a life that that you actually love to live. And I, I've seen that have such a huge change over the past couple of years. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm seeing more of a movement that way, which I love. I think you hear more and more people talking about uh, true wealth being, you know, time freedom and being able to do more of like what you want when you want with your time. And some people may never achieve that. Some people will only achieve it when they get to quote unquote retirement, which is what's been the goal for many people for many years. Like my parents worked in education for, you know, 40 years. My dad was a high school teacher. My mom was a principal and they retired at 60 and they have achieved that freedom. <clears throat> now you hear a movement of like more people trying to get to that even sooner, which is awesome. You see like the fire movement, you know, financial independence, retire early. I think that stuff is great. I've looked into a lot of the, those things. Um, but one thing that I think one reason why I think that comes up a lot is because people hate the work they do so much. They're just trying to like, how can I get away? And I've been there. In fact, this all started for me back in 2016 when I was like, okay, I've got a pretty good job, but there must be more to to this. Like, I feel like something is missing. And that's when I really, I discovered personal development and dived in and did like a ton of personal, um, you know, self-reflection and deep inner work and like reading lots of books and listening to podcasts like yours and figuring out what I truly wanted to do with my career and started to build a career and a life that I truly wanted uh, and then as I was doing that, I realized, okay, I've got the tools to be able to help other people. And maybe not everybody wants to become an entrepreneur like I did. But what I think everybody does want and deserve is to be to feel more happy and fulfilled in their career while they are working. And it's great if you can build up enough uh, wealth or you build a business that doesn't require you a lot of your time and you can uh, you know, be hiking or kayaking on a, on a Thursday or Friday. That's amazing. Um, but if you do need to work, it would be great if at least if you took ownership and you built a career that was fulfilling for you. And that's kind of my mission now is to help more people with that. There's so many things I want to talk to you about. One is kind of the stuff that you've gone through the past couple of years and then kind of go back into after that, you know, really go into some of the career stuff. Because again, today we're not talking about trying to leave your company. We're not talking about being being an entrepreneur. We're, we're right. talking about owning your career. And that's within a lot of times it's within companies. It doesn't mean you have to own your own company, but to me, we have to own our career. We have to be hundred percent responsible for that. And, yeah. and just getting back to what we're talking about, I have two, two friends now. I, I've got you that that's just moved to Barcelona. And then I've got another friend that, uh, still owns a company with, uh, here in Houston, but he lives in Turkey and actually runs it from Turkey. And I see, I see so many people doing that. It's like, they're, they're now taking and they're like, well, I'm I'm going to build my life the way that I want to. Yeah. And that's you've done the same thing. I mean, you've, you know, again, you get you just moved to Barcelona, Spain. How what was behind that? What drove kind of that decision to do that? Yeah. And and you mentioned before, like this is not necessarily about starting a business. It it could be more for people with careers. Uh this is for like I think of career as some people think of career as like, oh, if you have a career, you're working in a, a corporate environment or something like that. I think of career as your working life, essentially, right? And so right. what is it that you truly want to be doing and figure out what that is? And, and we can talk about that. For me, I, dif- I discovered that I truly wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was pulled towards that. And um, you know, I'd never heard of it. I didn't know what entrepreneurship was growing up. My parents were teachers, like I said, but then I discovered it and, and decided, okay, I'm going to build a business and a life 
that that I truly want to live. And as I was building that, um, I'm always like kind of getting in touch with okay, what is it that I really want out of life? And and I'm I've got a wife and two kids and a dog and like we've got a great life and like that's the most fulfilling for, thing for me. I could live anywhere and I think be happy with my family. Um, but my wife and I have been, we've had the, the privilege of traveling a lot over the years, including internationally. And I know you have as well. And, um, you know, traveling for some reason just wasn't enough. Like we always felt this pull of like, it'd be nice to live abroad somewhere like outside of the US just to get that experience. And um, I thought for a long time, that was something that if you were going to do that, you had to have a company move you, right? Like I know you've worked for big companies. I've worked for companies in the past where like, yeah, we're going to send you on this assignment over to London or whatever. And I thought that was the only way to do it. And then, like you said, you've had a couple of friends move recently. Uh, over the last couple of years, I had a couple of friends move to Portugal and Spain. And I was like, wait a minute, you can do that? As they were entrepreneurs, right? And I was like, wait a minute, you can do that? So once I discovered that people have done something, you know, that kind of proves that it's possible, right? And some things I tapped into, especially as I reflected back on this journey, is that we're always comparing ourselves to others. And like, we're always like going to be envious of others in some cases, like, I don't think that ever stops. But I think you have to sometimes it's interesting to look at the level of envy. Like if I have to see someone that has a, a nice house or a nice car, I might be like, Oh, that's really cool that you know, I'm so somewhat envious of them. But anytime anybody did something like that, I found myself thinking like, man, that's something I'd really love to do. But I also um, you know, in reflecting back, think I had a limiting belief, like many of us do, right? That like, oh, that's cool. That that's what they did. That's something that they do, but that's not something that I do. I, I couldn't take a risk like that. And then I think one day earlier this year, I just kind of like looked around and I was like, maybe, maybe I can take a risk like that. Maybe I can do that. I've built this business now that I can pretty much work from anywhere. My wife was on board and we said, why don't we give it a shot? And so, you know, we did the research, we talked to people, um, initially we were planning to move to Portugal, but then a friend of mine who moved to Barcelona convinced me to move here. And, um, it's really like lining up with, Hey, what are the things that we want out of life? You know, what's the type of community we want to be in? What, what kind of experiences we want our kids to have? And then is that possible, right? With the, the businesses and the way that we work. And for us, it was. And so we made the move. And of course you and I are talking in September 23, we just moved a month ago. So we'll see what it's like six or 12 months from now, but so far I'm loving it. And um, even if it doesn't turn out as well as I wanted it to or thought it would, I'm still so proud of myself for going forward and doing it, right? And I've been sharing a lot of that journey with other people because I want to inspire other people to like, you know, it may not be moving abroad, but like, what is that dream? What is that thing that you've been thinking about that's in the back of your head? Like, oh, I'd really love to move to this place or change my career or do this type of work or, or get into gardening or learn another language, whatever it is, like, you know, I know you talk on your podcast a lot about thinking big, setting that vision, and then taking action. So it starts with dreaming, but then at some point you got to take action or it's never going to happen. And one of my greatest fears, I'll end with this, is to get to the end of my life and think back to the things that I wish I'd done and have a lot of regrets and be like, oh, I didn't, I always wanted to live abroad. I probably could have, but I just didn't take a chance. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to get to the end and regret that. And in fact, I've heard. Uh, someone say in the past that uh, the definition of hell is getting to the end of your life and meeting the man that you could have been, right? And it's like, oh man, that like hurts. so much potential. It just hurts, <laughs> like gives you goosebumps when you think about it. Um, and so I want to get the most out of life and inspire other people to do the same. And right now this is moving across the Atlantic to another country as part of that. Yeah, and to me, that that is the essence of owning your career and owning your life. 
being able to do that, whatever it looks like to you, it might, again, like you said, it might not be, you know, being an entrepreneur, it might be within, within a company. Uh, but if you have dreams of being the CEO, I mean, there's, there's things that you have to do in your career. You have to take ownership of it, uh, yeah. to own your career and, and drive what you want, whatever it is that, that, that you want. Yeah. And, and I would I think, add that I would, oh, sorry, Sean. No, go ahead. I, I would just add that owning it. And like, I talk a lot about owning your career and owning your life. And a big part of that is taking responsibility and saying, okay, I want to achieve this thing. How can I go do it? There's a lot of things that might be out of your control. I think another part of it is also recognizing the trade-offs that come with that, right? Because there may be sacrifices that you need to make. When we decided that we're going to leave Florida and the United States and move to Spain, we get to experience this great life, but I will probably miss out on things in the U.S., conferences that I wanted to attend, maybe business opportunities, friends I don't get to see as often, right? I've, I've moved away from my family. Like There are sacrifices to be made. And the same thing I talk about all the time, everybody gets to own their career and do their career their way. If your dream is to be CEO one day, that's awesome. There are probably going to be trade-offs that come with that because, Sean, you've, you've worked in you know higher ranks in, in companies. You've probably seen what I have. Executives work more generally than the general population. And that means that they make more money, but they miss more of their kids' soccer games. And there's nothing wrong with that. You have to recognize those, those trade-offs, right? As you're kind of moving up the ladder. Whereas if you're someone that says, well, actually family is the most important thing to me, maybe you don't want to be CEO one day. Maybe you just want to make sure that you're making enough money, you're making a contribution, you feel good about the work you're doing, and you're involved in your community or your church. And that's good enough for you. It doesn't mean you have to be CEO one day. It means that you figure out what is the right career in life for you. And then you work towards building that. Yeah. Or, or I build a team around me that allows me to be CEO and have the time with my Yeah. Family. Well, Sean, I've talked to you. I talked to you over a barbecue last week and you are, I'm writing another book right now about leadership. And um, from what I can tell, like you are the type of leader that I think is, is the person that can do that because you're okay with delegating and developing others and letting them move up and do the work so you don't feel like you have to be involved in everything. So it is possible, but it's, it's from what I've seen, it's not it's, at all common that people are, you know, becoming CEO of a big company and working less than 60 hours a week. So it takes a lot of, of work no matter what. Now I've, I've had the privilege of Back in the 90s, I started a big tech company, uh, started it, scaled it, sold it, and then went back into corporate working. And I, I, I really think that gave me a different perspective on working with my teams. I was, a de yeah. I was definitely a different type of manager after that than I was before I left you know, a corporate to start my company and then, and then obviously went back. Much different uh, mindset or much different uh, way of looking at it. And one of the things that sticks out, and I, and I actually think we're actually seeing it now, but I think people need to build a personal brand within a company. I don't care if you're selling widgets on the internet and you're, you have your own company or you're selling yourself within your company to grow and expand and, and move up you know, to become the CEO. Yeah. We have to be able to brand ourselves within that corporate environment. And how, how, how do you see that? I mean, how, how, how does that fit in with what, what you do? Yeah, I agree 100%. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen the benefits. I've seen where people have uh, been held back because they didn't pay attention to it. Uh, when I started getting into all of this, uh, I heard people in the entrepreneurship space talking about personal brand, not as much on the corporate side. And I realized there's definitely an opportunity there to, to educate people. So I put a chapter in my book about building your, your personal brand from a more corporate perspective. And that's because I believe that there are three things we can always be doing to prepare for the future of work. And by the way, the world of work is changing fast, right? Like we see it 
There are changes happening all the time. It's not going to slow down. And so I believe there are things that we have to be doing to prepare for the future. Um, the first is investing in continuous learning. The second is building your network. And the third is building your personal brand. And your personal brand is nothing more than your reputation, right? It's what people think about you. It's what they say about you when you're not in the room. And guess what? When you go out for that next job, you interview for the role, whether it's a, a project role inside your company or a job at another company, that decision is going to be made when you're not in the room. And it's not going to be solely about your experience or uh, your skills. There's going to be other factors involved, uh, like the question of, would I want to work with this person? Do I want to travel with this person? Right. And, um, you know, is this person going to be a good collaborator? Because you think about two people going out for a job, uh, John and Sally, and John is like incredibly experienced and skilled, but he's like a curmudgeon and he's like hard to work with and he's just like difficult. Right. And then Sally is maybe not as experienced. But she's very good at collaboration. She's eager to learn. She's curious. She's supportive of other people. Like, who do you want on your team? Like, I would rather hire Sally all day. It might depend on the situation. Um, and your brand, while you can't control what other people think about you, you can certainly influence it in how you show up, how hard you work, how you collaborate, how you work with others, how you treat other people, uh, the way you spend your time, as well as how you show up online as well. You know, are you interacting with people on LinkedIn? Or other social media platforms? Are you supporting other people? Um, those things all factor into your personal brand. It's something I've been studying and has uh, benefited me immensely. And I've seen how it has helped other people in the corporate space as well. And I was just interviewing uh, someone yesterday who's, who I asked her about her biggest career mistake. And she said, I spent 11 years in a company uh, thinking that if I just show up and work hard, I'd be rewarded. And I never was because I didn't pay attention to my brand, to the network, to the politics, all that stuff. And those things are always a factor. If you don't pay attention, you're really just leaving things up to risk. Since I've spent so long in in leading teams and, and managing, I, I've seen people come in fresh, like they were fresh, maybe a couple years out of you know college, but pretty mm -hmm. not not a seasoned person. And and I had people that would come in, and they would they they would unknowingly, but they would brand themselves. They were always helpful. They were always going above and beyond. They were going out to, they almost had like an entrepreneurial mindset for their, mm. for their job. It's like, how can I use my gifts to further this cause better? How can I go outside the box to think of a solution? How can I help? How can I do this? And I have seen people over the course of, you know, maybe five to eight years completely outgrow and outmaneuver everybody else within a within a department within a company because of the way that they took ownership of their career the way they took ownership and responsibility uh i'm a, a huge huge believer of of continuous learning for my employees and not just from a skill set standpoint i think that's very important and i, I know yeah. when you talk with uh you know with with other leaders it's like I want them to develop their mindset, not just their skills. Skills are cheap. I can go buy the skill yeah. any day. Yeah. The person yeah. I can't. The, the, That's right. Who they are, what they what they stand for, what they, you know, if they're continuing with, the, with their personal development, that's something you can't just go out on the street and buy. Yeah, it's true. And I think that, you know, the days of, we're talking about learning, you know, the days of getting a college degree or a master's degree, working in that field for 40 years without doing any of their learning, like those days are over. Like it was great that our parents or grandparents could do that, but those days are gone. We have to be continuously investing in learning or we risk falling behind. And it's not just technical skills. Like you said, it's, um, are you developing your mindset? Are you developing people skills? Because I think as we, as we move into this new world of work and AI becomes stronger, 
the robots are going to do all the technical stuff, right? And the people skills are going to become more and more valuable. We call them power skills out there in the business. EQ, can you build relationships? Can you talk to people? Can you work with other people? Um, and uh, I think those are going to become more and more valuable. And if you're not developing those things, and I know you talked about how you've done that with yourself and with your people, then you risk falling behind because they're going to be more and more valuable in the future. So you got to make time for learning. And I think everybody, when I talk about that, Everybody agrees. No one, you know, no one is ever going to say like, "Oh, no, learning is not important." The problem is not that we know it; it's the, it's the doing. It's just like health and fitness, right? Like we all know that if you eat healthy and move your body on a regular basis, it's good for you. But people don't necessarily go do it, right? And so, are you making time for learning on a regular basis? Like I read almost every morning, you know, before I kind of get my day started. I listen to podcasts when I'm on walks. Like, are you making time for these things? Whether it's either making it a habit somewhere or Building in a block of time, some people say like, okay, Thursdays between three and five is my learning and development time. I'm, I'm blocking that out. No meetings. I'm going to take an online course or I'm going to go through um, some guidebooks or you know whatever it is. It's going to help you learn how to get better. You just got to be intentional about it uh, or it's never going to happen. And I think we have to do that for ourselves. I mean, we have mm -hmm. to, again, I, I am 100%. I, I truly believe that we are 100% responsible for our careers. It's nobody else. It's not right. the managers. It's not the company. It's it's 100% our responsibility to do that. But at the same time, I think if there if you are a leader or you are you have a team of people, I think it is so important. And it's one of my lessons you know learned through the years is it's also my responsibility as their manager, as their leader, to push different types of mindset development mm. and personal development. And in a company, that is very hard sometimes. I mean, I know that sometimes I, I would get looked at like, okay, he's, he's, he, Sean's gone rogue again. He's, <laughs> there he goes. And, and, yeah. and I would do things like, uh, you know, just different personal developments. I would take them through different like disc mm. and different things. Like how can we communicate better and how can we, but it was all really in an effort to have people learn more about themselves and get that personal development. And I think that's as if there's any leaders that are, that are listening, I think it is so important for us yeah. to do that. Again, my, the way I looked at my role, at least later in my career was my job is to get these guys that work for me higher than me. Mm, that's, that's my only job. I, I want that. them to go better than me and get, get taller than me. And I think yeah. that just came from, late in the career and you, 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 you see things, but I think yeah. that is so important for companies to train that for their leaders. The biggest thing I see in corporate is someone is a great subject matter expert in something mm -hmm. could be an yeah. IT, could be an accountant, could, and they, and they move them to a management position. And it's like, that's right. Two different skill sets, two completely <laughs> different things. And, and people yeah. just crash and burn. And, and I, yeah. I wish that more people had had resources like this to own your career and own your life. I mean, you you have to we 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 have to do it for ourselves, but we have to do it for our people as well. Yeah, you're right. It's it's so important. Um, when I think about successful career development, I think of there being three pillars. So the first is the organization providing the tools and the pathways. Um, it's it's hard to go anywhere in your career if the organization doesn't at least like make it somehow possible, right? The second is you need leaders to provide that coaching and guidance. So when I talk about owning your career, 
Um, it's not to, and, and like you said, I believe people are hundred percent, you're hundred percent responsible for your career, but that's not to say that you don't need help from your manager or somebody else, because you yeah. do, if you work in a corporate environment, you really can't go anywhere without help from your manager. The third pillar is people actually taking ownership of their careers. And when you take ownership of your career, you take full responsibility. You work to get clarity on what you want to do, where you want to go. And then you can get proactive and instead of waiting for your manager to bring something to you to go to your manager and say, hey, Sean, can we have a career conver- you know, conversation about my career? We haven't talked about it in a while. Um, I love the work that we're doing today. It's really helpful. Um, what I'd really love to do one day is get into marketing or become a CIO like what, or a CTO. Like What are the things that you think that I need to develop to get there? And that gives you sort of more guidance. You can say, oh, well, here's some things that you could do because there are some bad managers out there, but I believe most managers are good and they want to help their people. They just don't know what their people want. They don't know that you yeah. want to be CTO one day. They don't know that you want to move into HR or marketing because you haven't told them, right? If they're a really good manager, they're sitting down and asking you like, hey, what do you want to do with your life? But that's not always going to be the case. And one more thing I add about that too, Sean, is that I love your approach to leadership. I wish more leaders were that way, you know, saying, oh, I I want them to be more successful than me because that's going to help you become successful as well. Um, I used to run a lot of leadership development workshops. And I think one of the biggest barriers that gets in the way a lot of time for leaders is ego. It's the whole idea of like, we need to make sure this job is done right for me so that I look good instead of saying, how can I set my people up for success and enable them to succeed and, and trusting, you know, almost going on faith in the beginning that if I help them succeed, that in turn is going to make me more successful as well. Um, and you're also in doing that, you're building your legacy because people who have had managers help them in their careers, remember those people forever. So if you are a manager, I highly recommend you follow what Sean is talking about Focus on enabling and empowering your people to succeed, developing your people. Don't worry about what it does for you. Just focus on them. And obviously, we got to get work done, right? Um, but it's going to pay off for you in the long run. And like you said, for new managers, it is difficult. Like a lot of times people are promoted just because, oh, you're good at this job. Like, let's make you a manager so you can train other people when it's a completely different skill. Um, that's one a lot of companies struggle with. Uh, I have a friend named Eric Gerard who just published a book this week called uh, Lead Like a Pro, which is the to- toolkit for new managers. Um, and I'm working on a book called Modern Leadership that's sort of like how to be a great leader in today's world. And it's all about what you just talked about. And so for leaders, like you definitely need to be diving into that. If you are more of an individual contributor, you're just thinking about how I own my own career, start to get clarity on what you want to do and be more proactive in starting that conversation with your manager and asking for help, asking for feedback, asking for advice. And Hopefully, if they're a great manager, they'll give it to you. And if they don't, then that may be a sign that you need to go do something else. <laughs> move to a, either move to a different department or something to get uh, get yeah. into another. Yeah, and yeah, one and of the things that, there, by the way. yeah, and one of the things that I've noticed is once people start doing some sort of personal development or some something that makes them look within, uh, mm-hmm. they start getting more clarity on what they truly want in their career. They start saying yep. that. Now, and, and I'm, I'm sure you talk about this in, in, in your uh, new book, but what do you think the biggest thing is right now in dealing with uh, things like remote work? Because we're seeing it all over. I mean, every company, you're seeing yeah. it getting rained back just a little bit, uh, but you still have that, uh, that remote uh, work capabilities throughout the world. And for me, I look at that as like a manager and it, or even as, a, as an individual contributor. It, it's got to be different or it's got to be harder to do the, you know, to, to do my personal branding within a company when I'm not there. It's yeah. harder to build those relationships. It's harder. Yep. 
how does that tie in now with with kind of yeah. you know owning your career and and working remote? Yeah, it is definitely like things have changed a lot, right? In the last three or four years since the the pandemic changed everything in the world of work and everybody went remote for a while. Some companies have gone back. Many are in the middle. I think, you know, in 20 years, it'll be an interesting case study to see like how did this all play out for companies that decided to go fully back to the office for companies. Some companies have shut down their offices and said, we are fully 100% remote and we'll just have a couple, you know, retreats a couple times a year. We'll get people together. And there's a lot of companies in between. Um, I think that the, you know, what happened has created amazing opportunities for many of us. Like I would not be able to live in Barcelona right now, running a business as a speaker and a trainer, if it wasn't for the pandemic, right? Because before that I was on planes all the time, flying everywhere, running in-person training. And now companies are like, oh yeah, we'll just do it virtually. It's fantastic, right? Um, it's created so many opportunities for so many people to move and live wherever they want. It's also created a lot of challenges too, like to your point. Because you're not seeing your manager or your people on a regular basis. Um, you don't get to go to lunch or happy hour with people and build those relationships like we used to in the old days when you'd be at the office. And like, I would go to lunch with people almost every day. I'd schedule happy hour every Friday. And like, I had so many friends in the office. And I feel bad for especially like the younger, like Gen Z workers coming into the workplace that are starting a job remotely and never meeting their coworkers in person. Like, that is hard. That's a big yeah. challenge. And so I think that the really key thing that we all have to be thinking about, if you want to own your career, you want to be successful, you want to build your brand, you want to, um, you know, manage and develop your people is being proactive. That's the big, big key, right? Being proactive in communication. If you're a manager, like communicating regularly with the people on your team, check in with, in with them on a daily, weekly basis, you know, just, hey, how are you doing? How are things going? Not just harping on a project, but like really seeing how people are doing and feeling. Um, and then like from a worker perspective, letting people know what you're doing, what you're working on, right? Because that's how you build your brand. You need people to know it's not just what have you done, but what do people know that you've done? And it's, it, there's sort of a dance. I'm sure you've played this and seen this, Sean, like <laughs> how do you let people know what you've accomplished without like overtly bragging about it? Right. right. Because you don't want to seem like, oh, this guy's always bragging about the work that he's doing, but you need people to know about your skills and your accomplishments. So there's kind of a fine line there, but you want to make sure that that, that gets into people's awareness and then are you proactively building relationships with people as well? And not just the people on your team, but reaching out to people in other departments and IT and finance and HR. Those are the places I say it's always good to know people in IT, HR, finance and, and legal, right? Um, just sending a, a message and saying, hey, Sean, you know, I've seen you, uh, you know, around the virtual office or whatever. We've never really talked before. Can we get on and just have a 20 minute virtual coffee on Zoom and just talk and get to know each other? And just ask you questions and find out what you're working on, because you never know what that might lead to down the line, uh, you know, future projects, jobs, roles, friendships, or, or just getting financial finance approval on, you know, your next budget or something by building that relationship. So I think those are really important. I think that it's um, from a networking perspective, I don't think it's any harder to build relationships than it used to be, but it's just different. And you just have to be more proactive in reaching out. Think outside the box a little bit more on, mm -hmm. on how you do it. Yep, and, exactly. And one of the things that you have, uh, one of the tools that you have is the five steps to owning your career. That is such a good tool for people to go up and, and take a look at. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that because I think it's such a, a great tool. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, at own, it's at your website, right? Own your, uh, own your career, ownyourlife.com. Uh, 
and then right. yeah, you bonus. go there on your career, yeah. on your life.com, click on bonus resources. You can download the five steps, which we've covered many of them. The, the first is to set a vision, a clear vision for where you want to go in your career. Uh, the second is to make a plan and set smart goals. I know you talk about goals a lot. I'm big on getting specific with those goals and exactly what you want to achieve and making a plan uh, because a goal without a plan is really just a wish, right? So you've got to make a plan. The third is to uh, do things to set yourself up for future success. We talked about those investing in learning, building your network, building your personal brand. Uh, the fourth is to develop an ownership mindset. And uh, like you, I think there's nothing more important in, uh, in terms of success and happiness than building that mindset. Uh, working on the mindset is something that we can work on on a daily basis. And then the fifth and final step is to take ownership of your life and then be willing to kind of pivot because things are not going to go perfectly. And we started out this conversation talking about uh, building a life that you want. Like, where do you want to live? What do you want to do? And for a lot of people, I think it's just get clear on your values and your priorities. Like, what do you really care about? And then ask yourself, like, are you spending time there? Right. And so if family is most really important to you. Are you spending quality time with your family? Um, and it's not always about family, right? Some people don't necessarily have kids, but like they love to travel or have a hobby. When's the last time you actually spent time on a hobby? Like a lot of people don't because they're just working all the time. Like, can you build in half an hour a week or an hour a week to do some woodworking or some sewing? Not because you have to get anything done, just because it gives you joy, right? Yeah. In life. And we know that that's good for you to be able to have that time to just do something fun or enjoyable, go for a hike, whatever it is. It doesn't always have to be about other people. It can just be about like, what do you enjoy doing and start to get intentional about, okay, I'm going to build that time in so that I've, you know, get to the end of the week and I feel like, oh, I went to the gym. I feel good about myself or I did, I volunteered at my church or I, you know, I built this desk or whatever it is that brings you joy. Like go do that. Um, that's part of owning your life and take care of your health as well. I know you talk about a lot, of, a lot about that, Sean, but um, I want to be around a long time for my family. I want to be able to work longer. I feel like I'm more productive when I am healthier. And so foundation to that is getting enough sleep, you know, eating a healthy diet, moving your body and taking care of your mental health as well. I meditate every single day, uh, regardless of what I'm doing or where I am, because I know that that helps me be calmer, more patient and um, be more productive in the long run. So um, all of that kind of factors into owning your life, which I think is you know equally, if not more important than owning your career. I lost a lot of that health stuff during COVID. I was, mm, <laughs> I was not, a lot the, of people did. <laughs> I was, yeah, the, the COVID coffee, which is not coffee, by the way, is, you know, you drink it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it, yeah. COVID got to me. So I'm, I'm on my way back from, from, from that little detour, but. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, part of that last step is, is, uh, being willing to pivot and to get back on track when you get off track. Cause we're all going to yeah. get off track. Like it happens no matter what goal we're working on. I know you're working on a book. I'm working on another book. Like sometimes I go a week and I'm like making good progress. And then I go a week where I don't make any progress. I'm like, okay, that's all right. I'm just going to get back on the horse and make, start making progress again. Same thing with health, you know, and anything else, like instead of beating yourself up, just make a plan and get back on track. Yeah. Chunk by chunk, bird by bird. Yep. That's right. Andy, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to visit with us and, and be on the show and and so much gold, so many gold nuggets to uh, for the audience to to look at and to I really people that are listening to this now, I really want you to think about things that I said and really really dive into this because we truly are responsible for our own our own lives, our own careers, and it's up to us. What Andy talks about is a perfect roadmap to be able to on a systematic way go and create the life that we want. Go and create the career that we want because it's up to you. It's, it's I can't do it for you. 
Andy can't do it for you. It's it's 100 up to us to to do it ourselves. So again, thank you so much for and for the work that you do. Yeah, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. And like I remind people all the time, nobody cares more about your career than you do. You know, if if you're lucky, hopefully you have parents who are around and love you. If you're really lucky, you have a manager who cares about you. But at the end of the day, nobody cares more about your career than you do. So you've got to be the one to own it. You've got to figure out what you want to do, set that vision, make a plan, and go take action like you talk about all the time. Take that first step and keep taking consistent action until you get to where you want. And just, you know, it's always a work in progress to keep building that career and life that you want. And thank you again, Sean. I really appreciate you having me on, being able to talk with your audience. I know you have a really awesome, large, engaged audience of people who are thinking big and looking for ways to improve their life. And I hope this was helpful. I know it uh, 100% will be helpful to everybody listening. And we're going to have to, you know, once you get your new book out, we're going to have to revisit and, and talk. I think that I, based on what I know so far, what you've told me about the new book, it's going to be, uh, it'll be a fantastic book and stuff that's really needed uh, in, in this new age that we're seem to be living in. Absolutely. Likewise with yours. Well, that is a wrap for today. And folks, it's episodes like this that really remind me of why I'm passionate about doing the Thinking Big podcast. You know, today we explored our own career ownership and life fulfillment, challenging the status quo and hopefully igniting the spark of transformation in someone that's been listening. And I hope you are leaving this episode today inspired to take ownership of your path. You know, break the barriers of convention and build the life and career that truly reflects who you are. Remember, owning your career is more than a strategy. It's a mindset that empowers every step that you take. And make sure that you head over to the show notes for the links and resources that we've mentioned today. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you make sure that you get our, you know, all of our future episodes that are coming out. Again, I'm Sean Osborne reminding you to keep thinking big and empowering your own journey. Until the next episode, stay bold, stay curious, and keep chasing those dreams.